0: Welcome to Element, the student ministry of Third City Christian Church. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students. Hey, I was thinking about that last song, I give my heart, I give my life, everything I have, God, I am all yours. I don't know if you guys have thought about this idea of love languages, and how in the world would you tell God that you love him? I want you to think of the ways that you tell the people in your lives, the ways that you tell them that you love them. Christmas is coming. Some of you might say, I love you with a gift. Uh, Some of you might say, I love you with a uh, special project, something that you might make and give. And some of you might say, I love you by saying, hey, let's, let's go hang out. That is something I would love to do. Some of you guys... Actually, we'll just say this. How many of you guys are like hug people? You love getting and giving hugs. Got a few of you. How about this one? How many of you hate hugs? There's, there are people that are like, I am just not a physical touch kind of person. Like, like, there's a lot of you in this world. I don't understand you, but you do exist. I get it. You know, when we think about, when we think about our love language, When we think about love languages and we think about how in the world are we going to tell God that we love him? Because there's no amount of money we could give. There's no amount of good deeds that we could do. There's no amount of time you could spend on your knees in prayer or nose in a Bible that would be enough to tell God how much we love him for what he did for us. There is no amount of that. And that last song, you guys, I feel like it really grasps the entire idea of God's love language being obedience. God looks at us and goes, hey, if you love me, would you obey me? Like this last month, we've had like dozens of you that we're obedient in baptism. Uh, As awkward as it was when we had Owen and Ethan up here, they chose to get off the bench. They chose obedience. Like sometimes obedience is doing the things that God wants us to do. Sometimes obedience is, is not doing the things that God doesn't want us to do, if that makes sense. Like how we tell God that we love him, because students, I want to tell you this, that That relationship with God is the most important relationship that you have in your life. And what we're talking about this week is how to maintain great relationships, how to cultivate great relationships in our our lives. Okay? That's what we're in the midst of, colossal relationships. Uh, on Sunday, Parker's gonna be talking specifically about home life. You guys heard from that scripture that was read, it deals a lot with. You heard husbands, love your wives. Wives, love your husbands. Children, obey your parents. Parents, don't be jerks. Uh, Employers, uh, treat your employees well. Employees, work hard. Don't steal soda from the soda fountain when your manager's not looking. Like all of these things, they're talking about relationships And I got to this point, students, that I realized the enemy of great relationship, and you guys struggle with this with each other, is pride. That is at the core of being the enemy of every great relationship that you are wanting to have. You name it, the friendship with the person that, that you used to be friends with in seventh grade and now you're sophomores and you don't even talk anymore. It's because of pride. Pride destroyed that relationship because at some point somebody hurt the other person and nobody was willing to talk and to reconcile. Pride was at the core of that. You fight with your siblings and you go, I'm an older brother, this should never be. So I'm gonna be angry, I'm gonna belittle them, I'm gonna talk down to them, because I'm prideful, because I am the older brother, I should never have to serve my little sister. And it's pride ruining our relationships. You look at your relationship with your parents, you point a finger and you go everybody else's, everybody else's parents aren't making them do this, why are you making me do this? I shouldn't have to do this. Just because I'm 18 now. Famous for all you seniors, right? You're going to hold that one up there. I'm 18. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't even sign your own contract in Nebraska. <laughs> like, you're just a you're, a, you're a kid that can smoke and vote. <laughs> like, there's nothing else you get to do. And, you know, so I, I don't even know. Yeah, do with what you want about that. That's going to be out there online now. You're 18. You're a kid that can smoke and you can vote. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, No. Pride is attacking your relationship with your parents. It's because of pride you're standing up to them and you think that you know better because, from your vantage point, you're the center of the world. They couldn't know better than you. Pride is the enemy of every great relationship. We go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, students. God created paradise, it was beautiful. He created Adam and Eve, he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill this place. And Adam and Eve chose pride. They were presented with the opportunity to be like God. And they reached out for that because they couldn't choose submission and obedience. And you see that that obedience was there right at the beginning. Disobedience and pride is what destroyed that relationship between Adam and Eve and God in that moment, and we're living in the results of that. So students, I want you to think about this for a minute now. Think about the relationships in your life, the ones that currently are, the relationships that, that were, and maybe some relationships that you wish were a little bit different. You wish that they were better than they are or better than they were. I want you to think for a minute about the reason why you're not willing to have conversations to mend those. I want you to think about that. We find in the midst of your best relationships that pride is the enemy. And pride wants to destroy everything that is good. I'm going to pray, and we're going to jump into, students, what I hope you will find will be a solution of how you can walk forward and be the type of person that's going to have the best relationships possible in your life. Because that's what God desires for you, and that's what I desire for you as well. Like, I, I want for you what God wants for you. So let's pray And then let's jump into God's word. Father, we know that we tend to ruin things. Father, we know that we are imperfect. And Lord, I just pray that tonight you would help all of us to look at our lives humbly And to look for ways that we have made ourselves the center of our own world. And Father, show us how sinful that is. In addition to that, Lord, that's not enough. Father, I pray that you would help us to have relationships that would model love unlimited to the people closest to us and to the world around us. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So here we are in Colossians chapter three, verse eighteen and nineteen. It says, "Wives, submit to your husbands, as fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be harsh with them." Another book in Ephesians that says, "Wives, submit to, submit to your husbands as as uh, submit to your husbands as the church does." to Christ, and then the very next verse that says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. There is a beautiful picture, you guys, of mutual submission and mutual sacrificial love and all of these relationships that they're talking about in Colossians chapter three. And that's what I wanna to get to, is what is the key to quality relationship? I remember when Cassie and I were going through our premarital counseling uh, often ministers will take you to Ephesians chapter five, and I remember the, the man that, that uh, officiated our wedding drew a picture of a of a chair, and then he had an H and a W that would represent the husband and the wife. and he said, "When it comes to this marriage, who should be serving who?" And like you imagine, Cass and I were very young looking at this and going, man, this is like a test. If we don't get it right, man, we don't get to go forward with this. Like I remember the stress in the moment. And I remember conviction as I looked at those verses. And I couldn't help but be drawn to husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I thought about the way that a husband should be loving his wife. And that it should be completely sacrificial and self-giving. And I'm going to put them first. And then I thought to myself, well, if that was the situation, what, what wife wouldn't want to submit to a husband that loves her in that manner? Right? So here's you, here are you guys, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th graders. You're like, hey, let's not talk about marriage. We're a long ways away from that. I get it. So what I want to do is I want to connect this to your relationships. If you look at the quality of your friendships, I see this as something, students, that that you struggle with consistently. How do I handle conflict? How do I handle confrontation? When somebody does something that's hurt me, how do I approach them? Do I just point a finger and say, hey, you were wrong? How do I do this? And I find myself back understanding a sacrificial love that was demonstrated for me that I need to demonstrate to others in my relationships. And a phrase that I've used with my children that I would like to use with you guys is this. If you were to go home tonight and make a list of all the qualities that you would want in your best friend, what are some of those things that you would want on those lists? I want you guys to, I want, uh, just w- shout a few things out. What would you want? I, did I hear loyalty? Was that one? What's that? I heard lo- loyalty. I heard honesty. What's that? What did you say? Caring. Okay. Dante said, caring as well. Trusting. Sense of humor. You know, so here's, so here's what I want you to think about, students. Here's what I want you to think about, students. Of all of those things, what if the only quality that your best friend had? was that they were completely sacrificial in how they loved you. They were completely giving of themselves in a healthy way, completely to you. Would that cover the majority of these qualities that we're looking for in a best friend? Am I right? So this is the challenge, though, Honest, self-giving, sacrificial love is hard to come by in today's day and age. And the advice that I've given my children is you need to find people that love God, love the church, and love you. And you need to be the friend that you want to have. So students, this is the, this is the pinch point. Is you're, I'm asking you, to be sacrificial. And the best way to understand this and to internalize this in light of Colossians chapter 3 because it goes on to all kinds of relationships. It says, Children, obey your parents in everything. For this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. So it's saying like, you know, dads, don't don't just bark at your children. Explain why. Take time to explain why. Slaves, obey your earthly masters. This, this would translate maybe better to employees. Obey your employers and everything. And do it not only when their eye is on you, right, when the manager is behind you and you're working, but especially when they're gone. Make it a point to be obedient then. For whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not men, Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, students, the best way to get to a point of being able to have quality relationships in your world is to understand what sacrificial love looks like, and you have got to model it to the people around you. We handed you guys cards out. Um at the risk of embarrassing some people, we're gonna take a very quick poll. I gave, you guys, those things, those tasks were super easy. How many of you, and I want you to do your hand like this, actually got off the bench this week and did something. I'm I'm gonna go three, two, one, and you're gonna go like this, okay? Three, two, one. Okay, I bet there was at least 150 people that just raised their hands. You wanna know the reason that that I, we wanted you guys to do this, is it's practicing selfless, sacrificial, love unlimited. Because if we go on living our lives in a way that we are only receiving God's love, and we are in no way allowing that love to pour into us and then flow out into the lives around us, that is completely and utterly selfish. And students, I want great relationships for you. And we have got to put pride to death. The opposite of pride is sacrificial love. Because pride is completely self-indulging, sacrificial love is completely self-giving. One has all the fire hoses pouring into your life, the other one is saying Hey, everything I have is, is mine to give, and I want you to have it. It's living life open-handed. And if you want to experience a great relationship, that is where you're going to find it. It's not too late to move on those cards. I mean, even if you washed your card in your jeans and you forgot where it was... You can text your friend that still has theirs that says, Hey, I lost mine. Send me a picture of yours. I'm going to do what you're doing. Find a way to get moving because God is wanting you to learn and to experience what sacrificial love is in students. God's love language is obedience. And we just want you to get off the bench. And here's what's going to happen you're going to get off the bench and you're gonna start moving. And maybe this month, you're gonna find a, a first responder, a fireman or a policeman, and you're just gonna go, hey, what's hard about your job? And they're gonna say, it's facing death in the eye, week after week, day after day, that is what is hardest about my job. And you're gonna go, can I pray for you? And you're gonna step into that and you're gonna pray, even though it makes you uncomfortable. And then the next thing you know, you're going to find yourself praying for more and more people. And God is going to give you a heart for the hurting. And then the next thing you know, you're going to recognize students that are hurting that are in your classes. You're going to go, hey, what's been hard about your week? How can I pray for you? Oh, your life is hopeless. Can you please come with me on a Wednesday night to a place where, where I found some hope, where we're going to dig into who God is and what he wants for us? And you're going to find yourself doing bigger and bigger kingdom things simply as you choose obedience it will change your life it will change your relationships if you choose sacrificial love over prideful indulgence we're going to pray we're going to worship i've got one more challenge for you and then we're going to jump into our small groups god i thank you for these students Lord, I feel an entire room of potential kingdom workers that would be willing to love sacrificially if they would choose to step off the bench and to choose obedience. Father, we know that it's our pride that damages our relationships. It keeps us from apologizing. It keeps us from reconciling. It keeps us from talking to people. Lord God, remind us of our position and that it's a humble position. And that's where we'll get the strength to have the quality of relationships that you desire for us. It's in your son's name we pray, amen. If there was ever a man that could be prideful about his position in Christ, it was a man named Paul. He planted church after church after church after church because the Spirit of God had empowered him to do this and he did it so well. And he would have reason to boast and to be prideful. And I want to talk to you about a position of humility that he takes in Philippians and it's because he understood how sinful a man he was. He said this, But whatever was to my profit, whatever makes me famous and me prideful, I consider it a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. This is a guy that left behind power, prestige, and chose a position of humility because he fully understood that God loved him sacrificially and he could not help but be moved to obedience. Students, God has loved you passionately. You do not deserve it. I did not deserve it. And because of that, man, if you fully understand that God has looked past all the garbage in your life, you have the ability to engage in healthy, God-loving relationships here because you will have the ability to forgive, you will have the ability to forget, you will have the ability to move on. But sometimes, You're gonna have to step into some hard conversations, but here's what makes it possible. It's not your wisdom, your strength, your power. It's God working in you, giving you the ability to step into those situations. So students, some of you, this is foreign to you because you've never experienced sacrificial love. Jesus chose to sacrificially step in and love you in spite of your life in spite of what you're thinking about right now that, that Jesus couldn't possibly love, he loves you in spite of that. He's wondering if you're gonna to step towards him. And once you experience sacrificial love, you'll be able to experience that in all of your other relationships. Thanks for joining Element. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students.